When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring? But don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Welcome to the Side Hustlers podcast. I'm your host from iHeartRadio, Carla Marie. I host the Carla Marie and Anthony show weekday mornings on 106.1 KISS FM on iHeartRadio. So this podcast is my very own side hustle. Each week I talk to someone who is following a passion outside of their day job or someone who has turned that side hustle into their full-time job. But this week is different, just like last week's episode is different. I brought back previous guests of Side Hustlers to have these uncomfortable and challenging conversations. And as black female business owners, this week's guests are no strangers to racism and struggle just because of their skin color. And we're going to get into all of that about owning a business as a black female and what it's like working in corporate world as a black female. Now, you'll probably remember Tanisha from 2018. She was on Side Hustlers with her nail polish company, Law Beauty. And then Danae was on just a few months ago with her business partner partner Annie with their company Barco Bite and Danae also has a new adventure that she's embarking on so we'll get into that. Now while both last week's episode and this week's episode are extremely beneficial conversations that we need to be having they turned out completely different. I learned so much from Tanisha and Danae and I know you will too. For a lot of people you know why are you waiting? You know what you want to do. This is something you want to do. Get up your butt and do it. I'm a hustler, side, side, hustler. Do it. I'm a hustler, side, side, hustler. Do it. I'm a hustler, side, side, hustler. Come on, ask about me. Yo, yo, it's the Side Hustlers Podcast with Carla Marie. Joining us today, we've got Danae. Danae was on a recent episode of Side Hustlers. She and her best friend, Annie, we're our co-founders of Barco Bite, an organic dog treat company. And also, Danae, you recently launched On Purpose with Danae, which is growing as we speak. And you're you're planning all of that out. So I want to get into that in a second. And then we're going to throw it back with Tanisha. It's been 
God, a year and a half since you've been on the podcast, owner of Law Beauty Essentials, a nail polish company. So hello, ladies. How are you? Hi, Carla. How are you? I'm great. And I'm happy that you guys are here. But let's do a temperature check. Danae, right now, with everything going on, how are you feeling? And feel free to just let it out. This isn't like a one word answer. And I know that's a very big question. But how are you feeling right now? I don't know that I've actually put that into words. Like, I don't know that I can articulate it. I have moments where I feel one way, moments where I feel another way, moments where I'm literally just trying to process everything. So if I could even put it in one word, the best word to describe it would be blah. Yeah. <laughs> that, is a, that is a very fair word, I think, to describe. And I think a lot of people can agree with that. Emotions are all over the place. Tanisha, how do you feel? I actually feel inspired. Yeah, I think like I'm feeling like really inspired and, you know, I kind of I feel a little sad about everything that has happened, especially to, you know, like George Floyd and just thinking about their family and how much they might be going through. Yeah. But then on the flip side, I also feel really happy and inspired by like the movement that's also happening at the same time. Well, I think right now a lot of what you're seeing is you know, we keep using the word awakening. There are a lot yeah. of people, myself included, who are realizing okay, wait, I was doing things wrong when I didn't think I was. I wasn't doing them on purpose, but I was. So how do I move forward? And those are like the positive moments, like you're saying, if you, you feel inspired, right. Tanisha, like good things are coming. But then I feel like it's also a lot of the dirt is coming up and you're seeing the truth behind a lot of people. For me, I'm like, <laughs> whoa, what the? Yeah. And I can't imagine what it's like for you guys <laughs> right now seeing that, especially owning businesses. But you did mention inspired right now, Tanisha. I freaked out the other day because I've been seeing a lot of people share support these black owned businesses. And one of the things was trending on Twitter and I popped up and it said it was beauty companies and law beauty was on there and it was trending. And I was like, I know her. I know her. So So how has it been? Have you seen any return from that? What has the support been like? Absolutely. I'm not sure if I said this already when you and I spoke, but like when I got the partnership with Ipsy, Mm -hmm. I thought I was going to be a millionaire. I had that same feeling again (laughs) because the orders just started rolling in and I'm like, oh my God, I need help. And I had to like start just like making sure I had ink to print all of the stuff that I was printing out. And it really just like came at a shock for me. And it really boosted like my exposure. That's the word I'm looking for. It really boosted my exposure. Like I feel like a lot of people are now finding out about me and my brand. As they should and should have in the past. I mean, that is amazing. Yeah, it is. It's great. I'm so happy about it. I almost feel guilty, but I no. <laughs> but I actually feel happy about it. So Tanisha, you said you listened to the episode with Kita and Shanika. Shanika says in the episode, she's like, I don't care. Give me the money. So don't mm-hmm. feel guilty. Ride that, you know. Don't feel guilty. Yeah, it's like we deserve it, you know, but at the same time, it's just like, you know, I still feel guilty because there are people who are really mourning, you know, and in that aspect, obviously, absolutely. But the fact that people (laughs) want to support you, that's an amazing thing. Yes, exactly. Danae, what about you and Barco Bite? Have you guys seen anything? What has it been like for you guys? Because it's completely different. I know that there are two of you who own this. So what has that been like? for you guys. Yeah, it's been interesting because like you mentioned, it is a co-owned business. I myself and Black, my business partner is not. So like technically we don't say this is a Black owned business. However, I am a Black business owner. So I've seen a lot of support 
uh, that's personal. So people that know me personally and know what I'm selling and yeah. the businesses that I have. So I've seen personal support um, in terms of the business overall. We've gotten orders, but I feel like there's always some type of connection through these orders. So it's it's definitely interesting. However, on the flip side, with company that I've started on my own, I've actually se- uh, seen an amount of orders on merchandise like that. It like blows my mind because people were saying, oh, this is a black owned business. So when that started happening, yeah, kind of like what Tanisha was saying is that you kind of feel guilty because it's like, uh, right. wait. And then I just started and I wasn't even really ready. Like it's kind of like it's holding me accountable and it's that extra boost that I think I needed to be able to really put out my products and be able to to sell and do what I love. Well, when we first mm-hmm. sat down, it, God, what, it was like two, three months ago when we talked about yeah. it was pre-coronavirus that's how I remember things now and you didn't have this second company you know you still have your day job you still have Barco Bite and now you have another company danaetravels.com for people to check it out but explain to everyone what this new baby is so we can understand this baby was birthed during quarantine okay I've always wanted to do it and I've always known that I have a greater purpose so the name of uh, my business is on purpose with Danae and my whole goal is to just empower inspire and encourage people to to live their life with purpose and intention so I want to do more motivational speaking I want to have a webinar I would like to start a podcast there's so many things that I have goals that I have that I want to do and then I also sell merchandise that I like design and like to you know just do fun stuff and so I'm seeing support through that and then sort of just working through things as it comes like nothing's finalized I'm able to just do changes test things so it's a great opportunity to learn and also just live out my purpose well I think Tanisha can talk a lot to that because I feel like when you started (laughs) Law Beauty you were changing things around and you were testing things out on your own and Mm -hmm. you two have to connect after this because I feel like Tanisha you were telling a lot of that or am I going crazy it's been a while (laughs) (laughs) I know I believe that we spoke about the cap yeah remember yeah you remember that situation yeah I think that's what you're like really referring to like trial and error and like okay this didn't work and let's you know like so I get that beginning stage and this could be good you know like the beginning stage for me I think I remember telling you that I wasn't so known so changing the cap no one really noticed (laughs) so like booming so quickly like you Danae has to be a little bit more challenging because now if you make a mistake you (laughs) make a mistake to so many people (laughs) so not to like scare you or anything (laughs) that came off (laughs) sorry if I scared you no Uh, but you know it's just like um so I get it and even like what you just said about just like not being prepared I wasn't prepared. I had so many winter colors. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to figure out what colors I'm going to order. And then coronavirus happened. And then my manufacturer was like, hey, we're not going to be in the office. So there's no production. And everyone is like DMing me and sending me emails saying, hey, a lot of the colors are out of stock. Um, When are you going to be like in stock? And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm not capitalizing on this momentum right now. Yeah, Yeah. everyone doing their nails at home. I was one of them. Everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm just like, oh, crap. But so like, it really is a learning experience. So now I know, like, always stay on top of your inventory. Smart. 
stay with like you know the the seasons so even if like right now i don't have that many dark colors like i just want to make sure that like i have all the light colors because that's what the people are shopping right now yeah because you never know when the next pandemic is gonna hit you know you i mean never you know. Know. You never know. <laughs> so tanisha your day job is still a flight attendant but that's obviously mm-hmm. just kind of been put on hold at the moment so when is the last Absolutely. time you flew february whoa what happened though was that i was actually on vacation in march Okay. Uh, and then after my vacation, there was like no work. So when I told other flight attendants, they're like, how were you? No, you should have been working in March. And I'm like, well, I had vacation. And wow. then after that, the coronavirus happens. And then. So obviously you had the issue with the colors and the um, the manufacturer, but have you been able to use this time to really focus on your business without having to work and do your day job? Absolutely. And it is, it's, everyone was talking about the coronavirus and how crazy they were going. I'm like, I actually needed this break. This is yeah. a well needed break. I wanted to stay home and I don't want to miss out on anything. So I'm happy everybody yes. else is staying home. No yeah. FOMO. Zero yeah, FOMO. No. Yeah, I have mean, no FOMO. And I'm like, I'm happy. Stay home. I'm like encouraging people like to stay home. Yeah. Like, stay home advocate for like my own selfish reasons. Because like I would hate to have like had this time off and then everyone is out having a good time. And then I'm just like home. For sure. Danae and I were talking about that before we started recording. And Danae, you were kind of saying the same thing that this was a welcomed pause. Yeah, I felt like it was definitely a blessing in disguise and like just being able to spend more time like with my husband and just be here and multitask because like, you know, just to be honest, you can't do a load of laundry when you're in the office. So uh, I just like I love having that freedom and being able to also like do my passion. So for me, it's just it's been so rewarding. I get it. Not having to run around to a million places. You it's just a different it's a different stress. There's still a stress. It's just a different one that we've never had before. When I had Kita and Shanika on one of the things I asked them and they overwhelmingly said yes. I said, have you had white people reaching out to you saying, what do I do? Help me. I'm sorry. Yeah, like all that. these different things. <laughs> Has that been happening to you guys? And what are your real reactions to that? I'll start. I haven't had anyone say, what do I do? I've had more of how can I help you? Okay. It's not problematic, but at the same time, I get I see where the intent comes from. And I think that comes from a good place. But at the same time, I also feel like I shouldn't have to tell you what to do. Like that's up to you to take the initiative and do your research and you know have these conversations i can tell you how i feel and then from there i mean it's up to you to take that step and it starts with you i mean and this sounds cliche but like unity starts with you if you want this everything to come together and us to be all kumbaya like it starts with you and your personal conversations and your interactions and in your workplace um in your personal life those are the people that you influence directly and influence the most and from there they can also influence others so it's a bit of trying to navigate the conversation and trying to understand where they're truly coming Mm -hmm. from and also being honest about it like telling them it does start with you you know not being afraid to actually speak that I uh, 10 days ago at this point reached out to a friend from college because I know that she's always posting about social justice and and just equality all of it so I reached out to her and she basically said the exact same to me and and that's when I learned like okay I need to do this on my own but Tanisha I know I want I'm glad that Danae went first because she didn't listen to last week's episode and both (laughs) women said something very similar and I'm so glad that yeah I'm so glad you actually you just said that Tanisha what about you what is your take and how do you feel yes I know 
know the girls who are saying that they were tired. Yes. And then, and then like do your own research mm-hmm. and stuff. And I completely agree with them. But then I also understand that there's this gray area that I've fallen victim to, too, where you just don't want to talk about it. It's kind of just like yeah. it's like a weird topic. It's like talking politics on the job. You know, we Which just don't want to talk about absurd the dynamics though. between. Right. But I get it. But at the same time, it's like, well, we have to, though. And I, and I get it. But, but I completely agree with you. It's the same thing. And I mentioned I'm, I want you to keep talking about that. But I mentioned to them, I believe. But. I kept saying to myself, why didn't I ask any of them in their episodes what it's, it's like weird. being a black it's female weird. business owner? And I was like, because I I feel like that would have been weird. But now it's, it's yeah, not it's because it's <laughs> yeah, definitely it's different for you. And it's something people should understand. So I'm glad we're having this conversation. But yeah, I mean, tired is definitely something I am sure you are feeling. I had some friends and like I have um, one of my friends and she's white and she was like, oh, you know, I just feel like I wasn't doing enough. And I'm like, well, what didn't you do? You know, like, I don't want yeah. it to become, like, a pity party on the Black people. I know that not all white people are racist. So if we kind of just went along with our lives without mentioning anything, then I could see how that happens. And I don't want her to, like, beat herself up about it. But at the same time, I just only told her, just be conscious of the privilege that you do have, yeah. whether or not you abuse it. You know, you may not abuse it, but you should know that you do have it and not to pretend that you don't, because when you pretend that you don't, it's like you're pretending to be on the same level as me and we're not, you know, and you know that, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like I just told her that, you know, and so I do have a couple of people that were like reposting me that um, had never reposted before. I'm not sure if I heard it on the podcast with you or if I heard it somewhere else. I don't know where I hear anything anymore. You're good. They were saying something like, well, would you have done it before? Would you have posted it before? I don't really view it as like being fake, but sometimes you want to feel like it's hard for some people to go out on a limb. Mm -hmm. And if you see your friend doing it, then it's easier for you to do it. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of the posting came from that, you know, like people didn't want to post about it or didn't want to say about it. But it's like, hey, well, my friends are saying it. And now, you know, you feel a little bit more secured so you won't be singled out. You know, not everyone is so vocal about something. So if my white friend didn't say, hey, support my friend's black business, because it would have been weird before. Yeah, it really took this for it to not be weird. But if she had posted that, I would say, well, I'm just a business. Mm-hmm. you know why are you saying black like you know like then it would have gotten like offensive almost so you don't you know she doesn't want to say support my friend's black business because that's like singling me out and then with this whole movement it is like hey look we're talking about black businesses you yeah. know it is what it is i did i did wonder that because i do agree that like and we talked about in the episode uber eats sent out to support these black businesses black owned businesses mm-hmm. there's no delivery fees and i was like but why didn't you do that before for them if they and that was a lot of what we talked about in the episode i said do you feel like you want to say to all these people why weren't you supporting me before and tanisha you kind of just described it perfectly that you know you welcome the support but yet it would have been weird before and i'm glad that you said that because if i said that it would have been like well why do you think it would have been weird before so thank you (laughs) it would have you know it's like how so how is it how do you even have a conversation like that like hey how's it being a black woman in america <laughs> yeah like, like okay uh, you know and of like, course you would uh, like to know that right yeah. but it's so weird it's like one of those weird topics so now it's like we're addressing an elephant that's in the room mm-hmm. yeah and there sure. is an elephant in the room and it's so hard like in any relationship 
it could be a friendship, any yeah. type of relationship. If there's an elephant in the room, it is hard. And people like to, you know, sweep things under the rug and not mention things and just yeah. go around it. But I get that. I totally get it. And that's why I was telling even like my friend, I'm like, you don't have to feel bad about anything. She's like, I wish I would have done more. And I'm like, done what more? No. You know, like I didn't expect you to march on your own one day and say, hey, you know what? <laughs> Someone was racing to my friend and her life mattered. Just like go down the block and say, Tanisha, business matters. Like, People will say, you know, you're crazy. Yeah, she's crazy. (laughs) No, you're right. So like, so I get it. Like it had to have taken something traumatic, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, Mm -hmm. to happen. But if it didn't happen, then this probably wouldn't have even sparked up. But you need some type of spark to start a whole flame. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's one big therapy session with no therapist. And we're all trying to navigate this on our own. It's a shit show, but we're getting somewhere. I hope. Yes, I feel like we are getting somewhere. For real. I feel so inspired about it. Danae, so your best friend, Annie, you guys own your business together. Have you guys had some of those conversations that Tanisha just mentioned she had with her friend? Um, We haven't talked in depth about certain things we sort of you know scratched the surface and even just having the conversation about being on this podcast was a little rocky just because how I mentioned before technically we are you know a co-owned business so you could say I mean I don't even know what you would call it but me being a black female business owner and her um, being a female you know minority business owner Mm -hmm. it's challenging to like say, hey, I'm going to talk on this podcast when we're so used to doing everything together, but she's not comfortable speaking because she's not a black female. Of course. me having to try to explain that in the moment, the reason why we're having this conversation is based on a bigger issue and movement. So that's been challenging. It's just, it's something that I feel like I have to work through and conversations that have to be had just so that we can both understand where each of us is coming from and understanding that my experience, like in reality is a, is different. Yeah. I mean, people can compare, you know, and say, well, I have just as much, I'm dealing with just as much as you, but no, you're just not my friend. No. And, <laughs> and I, that exact thing I think is what a lot of people are now realizing. One of the things I keep seeing, which drives me nuts, me personally, I see people saying, but we had Oprah and Obama. And I'm like, you and I I wish the world just saw the two of you react because thinking in my chair I I see that on Twitter I'm like you mean to tell me just because we had one black man who uh, yeah sure achieved maybe the highest thing possible a president and one black female who's worked her way up and has been on TV forever and has kicked ass. Yes, of course. I'm not <laughs> talking down to either things that they've done, but that's it. Just co- you know what? We're good. You guys are fine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, come on. Done. So people say that, well, we have them, so they're fine. But no, it's not the case. There is a lot that you're going through. And I'm sure Oprah and Obama could tell us their shit that they went through and then they have right. to get to where they did. So when you hear things like that as a business owner, what do you guys think? Mind you, I didn't say that. <laughs> I was quoting some <laughs> ass on Twitter. <laughs> For the record, right? I don't know if anyone has said that to me. Oh, good. Well, you should be yeah, very grateful. Me, right? Because I yeah. probably would have said, what are you saying? Does that even, because like, I don't even think that even makes sense, you know? Yeah, I think I would need to, if I heard that, uh, I would need to <laughs> dig a little deeper and just understand. I think my big thing is I'm really trying to understand where people are coming yes. from and why they're saying what they're saying. Because maybe I don't know where they're what they're trying to articulate. Maybe what they're trying to articulate isn't that. 
And so I guess I just try to have some sort of reason and like understanding what it is. I'm, I'm still trying I, to understand it also. So yeah, <laughs> I can't. Yeah. Cause I don't translate. know that I would necessarily but, react in, I don't know, the best way. I always just kind of go off of statistics, right? Mm-hmm. Because there are other black owned businesses that has boomed, right? Yeah. But when we compare the numbers, mm-hmm how many successful black people do we have versus how many successful white people do we have? And that's what I'm trying to talk about. And yeah. I don't know if that even makes, no, that you does. know what I mean? But like, that's what does. I'm trying to say. It's like, yeah, we have Barack Obama, we have Oprah, but then we have to every person. We, You know what I mean? Like if we were going down the chart, our chart ends and mm-hmm. you guys chart continues. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I just, I don't even understand why someone would even say yeah, and even to your point, when you you know talk about statistics and level of success, then you have to even go even further and say, well, what is success? Like, yeah. what does that look like? Because success for, for me might not be success for someone else. And so there's like a deeper level of understanding, mm-hmm. you know, even that. So I think the reasoning behind when the person was saying that they were trying to prove through that statement that America mm-hmm. wasn't racist at all. Because look how successful we've made Oprah. We as a country have right. supported her. And we had a black president. So you know what? You guys don't deal with anything bad. You can't. Like, that's what I think that person was trying to say. Yeah, which, like they're trying to say like there's an equal opportunity. But, and we're trying to say there is no equal opportunity. And you're right. Because... Yeah. There isn't. And we're obviously now, hopefully, we are working together to change that. One of the things that Shanika mentioned last week about her company was that until recently, I think last month, she said she never really put her face in front of the business. She told her story. She said she never told her story because she would think that people would be like, shut up, lady. Go make your popcorn is what I think she said. Yeah. And she started doing it recently before before what we're going through right now. And then she said she started seeing people say, well, if you're going to post about um, different things or, or take a stance on stuff, I'm not going to support your company, which she goes, I don't want their business. So yeah. you guys as black female business owners, can you relate to that? What have you done? Face of your business, that whole thing. Tell me. I completely understand. Like when you said that, and I didn't listen to the podcast before, but when you said that, like it resonated with me because that's literally how I felt like the last three years. I think we only put a picture of ourselves up because we had another interview that we're doing and they requested a photo. And when they requested a photo, I'm like, no. Stop it. So, like, we, we literally did. Yeah, just laughing and I'm over here like, I'm heartbroken. It's true, it's true because like you just... It is so true. Yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't want... Because also the business is doing so well and I felt... And this is... <laughs> like we we oh. do all this work and the business is going well and i feel like if i put my picture then be like oh she's black like yeah no, mm-hmm. I, oh i know it sounds crazy <laughs> but that's just how i felt and now that our photos are there and it's cool and everything but like it took this movement for me to mm-hmm. even be like okay i have a voice i'm gonna use it i have a face like i need to show it so I need to Hell just yeah. be comfortable in who I am and live my truth. And whether people support or not, based on the color of my skin, is not my problem. They don't deserve. So. Their dogs do that's, not deserve. That's a, your such dog a treats. powerful ending that you just said. And I'm like, I'm still scared. I don't yeah. know what it is why I can't like 
get out of it. Like, I want to feel that way. I want to say, you know, if it doesn't, or, you know, if you don't support me and it's, and it's the truth. It's like, if you did not want to support me because you found out that I was black, then I shouldn't want your support anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. But you still need to make money. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, the, however. But the fact that we live in a world in this country <laughs> where a business owner needs to decide if they want to be who they are in hopes to be successful is (laughs) fucked and it's real i am hoping that everything that's happening right now will change that for you guys it breaks my heart that up until this moment you felt and even now you tanisha saying and and both of you saying it's still still scared but fuck yeah it's like i'm going out on a leap of faith and like i remember having these conversations with my with like my family and i'm like I spoke to this guy and he said to me, he goes, you know, like, who's someone that you would like to take, recognize you? And I said, Issa Rae. And she says, I know I love her, love the show, everything. Um, so he goes, but if you don't put yourself on your page, why is, how is she going to know who you are? She's just going to look at this and say, okay, it's a nail polish line, but she's not going to know that you're, yeah. you're black. And he's like, he's like, you need to put, he's like, you know, you're beautiful. Yeah put your face yeah. there yeah. and i'm like well even can if i think about beautiful. it and he's like think about it <laughs> and i'm like yeah i want to think about it he's like you want to think about putting your and i'm like do you not under like yeah i can't get into this conversation it's with you deeper like than you think like it's deeper than you, think. you don't get it yeah people might listen to this and be like that's so crazy what are like, you talking about yeah. yeah no this is to be. like this to is, be. yeah well i am you have to be in the situation to like get it like and I don't even think that like I'm even explaining it to you, Carla, in a way like I know that, you know, you're a compassionate person and I know that you have like you you want to understand. But it's like I almost can't even explain it to no, you. No, and like, I, I respect that. And I and I get that. And I understand that I won't be able to f- literally feel what you feel and what it's been like. But mm-hmm. I know enough to know that it's so unbelievably fucked up and I want to be a part of the change and to tell the people that I can tell this is happening. I think that moving forward, because you two were just so unbelievably honest that I hope that no one listens to this podcast, first of all, would ever not support someone because of their skin color. First of all, right. I like to think to the people who listen to this podcast aren't assholes or raging racists, first mm-hmm. of all. But... I hope that they can then take your message to people that they do come across who are and be able to pass your message on to them and think this person couldn't fully follow their dream or live up to what they're capable of because they felt like they couldn't be themselves. They couldn't show their face on their product when every other person does. And you're right. I can't, Mm -hmm. I can't, everything you just said to me, I still can't. Uh, spit it back out so when i go to talk about that i'll probably just take the audio clip of the two of you because it will resonate more of people like you're saying i can't i can't even re-explain it because it's that absurd to me but i believe you yeah and can i tell you this and i'm not sure if you agree with me but it's not only the white people that i'm hiding from stop yeah i hate to say it i mean and i hope that like people are not like I can't believe that you, because like I always say this to my friends, and this is just a joke, and I don't know if it's a racist joke, I, but I always just say, be careful because the white people are listening. Mm-hmm. Like I always say that. So like even when we're like, 
like doing things and I know black on black crime and stuff like that. It's like, I kind of don't even want like the white people to know about any black on black crime because like we are already looked down upon. So in this situation, I'm like, the black people are also super harsh critics. Mm -hmm. And it's like in America, period, I feel like everything is owned by the majority. And so if you don't make it with the majority, it's very hard to make it with the minority. Like okay. the minority want to see you in with the majority. And then they're like, oh, okay. Well, if she's, you know, hanging out with, or if she's connected with the, you know, with the white folks, like, I don't know anyone, like, let's say I wanted to get into Saks. I don't know anyone that's in power over there or majority of the people over at Saks are white. So if I got in with them and then I'm in Saks, it's like all the black people will be like, go girl, yes. And then all of a sudden they'll be supporting you. But before, if I would have hashtag support black owner, it's like kind of frowned upon. It's like, mm. oh, mm -hmm. support black owner. It's like, what? it's literally a hashtag that I just didn't even bother using because I was just like, yeah, forget I, about the hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> forget about that hashtag. I don't even want the black people to know because I don't want, I just feel like black people are so, not all, you know, and I don't want well, to be crucified listen, for and it. And we can say, not, we should have said this in the beginning, we're not saying all for anyone and I'm we're not speaking not for all, all white people and you aren't speaking for all black people, let alone all black female right. business. We're just, this is your opinion and the life First, you've lived. My opinion. I do think that sometimes we can become very harsh critics. Mm -hmm. on ourselves I, I feel like i'm even harsh on myself you know i and i yeah. can say the same thing for myself too though but i can't argue exactly what you just said because i'm not a black female who is being a harsh critic to other black females or black business owners right. in a sense you really can say that for anyone i mean we, and women as a whole what do we do we cut down other women well not we yeah, right we don't. us three yeah <laughs> some of the other ones they might. but you know what i'm saying when i say yes. like we can be very harsh yeah you know, even as a community if a black person found out that i was black you know they're like all of a sudden comparing me to major nail polish companies and they're saying all these things and you know and i'm just like i can do so much if you guys just support yeah. i can do so much more yeah. You know, but we tend to like just compare ourselves and I'm not sure if it's just like a black mentality that we have to go extra hard. And, mm -hmm. you know, I've always been taught that in my household, like no matter what you do, you have to, there, you just have to go yeah. even harder. You have yes. to just go, you know, it's not going to, nothing is going to be handed to you. And, and nope. I don't think that these things were instilled in me in a negative way to right. make me feel like I'm below, but I think it was more in an encouraging way and just saying, listen, this is where we are. This is who you are. And mm -hmm. you just have to be the best of the best to be noticed. You cannot be mediocre. Yeah, there's just no mediocre. Yeah, Danae, you are agreeing hardcore over there. I am over <laughs> here, like, amen, and like, you're like speaking, you know, so much truth. And I can totally agree with like I was brought into this world with my parents saying like just from the start, you got to work harder, you got to you know, do so much more. And like, you cannot give up. Like, you will not give up. Like, it's not even a part of you to give up. Like, it's never even been an option. And so understanding that I have to work 10 times harder, I've always done it. So I don't even have to think about it. It's just part of who I am, because my parents instill that into myself and my siblings, you know, at a young age. One of the things Shanika said to me last week was that um, when she would listen to the podcast, she would often hear most of my guests were white females. And they would say things like, well, I just took a leap of faith. Oh, yeah, I heard her say that. And she was like, <laughs> I would hear that and be like, I can't do that. I can't no, do that because I have kids. I said, must be nice. Right? Must be nice. <laughs> she goes, I can't do that because I have kids. I can't do that because I can't 
trust that my business will work because of my skin color. When I say that to you, just take a leap of faith or they, you know, I've heard this great advice. Just take a leap of faith. It'll all work out. What, how do you guys absorb that? And what do you think? I go back to statistics. I'm like, I have to look at the statistics. How many black women were able to take a leap of faith? How many white women were Mm -hmm. able to take a leap of faith? And I know that that number is significantly lower. I agree. And I feel like, so I am a spiritual person and I've, like taking a leap of faith is something that is I, I use a lot, but at the same time, like faith without works is dead. So yeah, I take a leap of faith, but I also put in the work, mm-hmm. you know, you know, to back that. So I just feel like you can have the faith, but you've gotta you've gotta put in the work. And for me, maybe people do just take that leap and they don't do anything and everything is like amazing for them. But kind of what I said before, at the core of me, I'm always gonna work hard. So yeah, I'll take that leap, but like there's there's work coming right behind it. And on top of it, we have to work harder. Yeah. Yeah. So she can, you know, take that leap of faith and it will work out for her. But would she have taken that leap of faith if you had to do double the work? Right. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. So the two of you keep agreeing with each other on a lot, being like, yes, yes. And this, like you're bouncing off each other a lot. Now, Tanisha, you said, you know, in the past, you've never had the conversation with any of your white friends because you've just never needed to. It was an awkward conversation. Have Mm -hmm. either of you had conversations with other black female business owners about what it's like? To be honest, and this is going to sound so bad. (laughs) I don't know any other black female (gasps) business owners in my circle. Like, obviously, there's I know, you know, black female business owners, but in my circle, people that I could just text mm-hmm. like right now, I don't I don't know them. Like, I, I well, really, now you do. Yeah, now I do. And I'm <laughs> grateful for this conversation. I'm but- grateful to, you know, expand my network, because even when you sent the email and I saw uh, Tanisha's business and I, I was like, follow her and I'm like, yes, thank you. Like, I'm, like, I'm so happy because I just don't see that in my in my small circle. I do. I have a friend and our conversations are just like, you wouldn't believe that I actually said that. <laughs> like <laughs> the way we talk about some people where like, I'm like, she gets it. So like, I yeah. can like really just like vent. Like I'm, I would like literally screenshot something if someone like sends it to me or I would say, oh my God, I was at work today and you won't believe what I experienced. And then like, it's not like an uncomfortable conversation between us. It's because she, she totally it. gets it yeah. because nine out of 10 times it had happened to her too. So she's yeah. just like, mm, oh my God. Yeah, totally get it. Like, she's just like, yep. Remember when I told you about that? I'm like, oh yeah, I remember when you told me that that <laughs> happened to you. And we're always talking about it. And it's something that we can relate um, to. So it's like a conversation where maybe you call it, you're sitting there, you would just be like, huh? <laughs> Are you guys guys writing a movie? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, you know, and it could be anything, just like, just like super random. And she would just totally get it. So she gets the struggle. It's like a, it it would be a foreign language to you. It really would be. And I, and I believe that. And I'm, I'm grateful that you can say to me that it would be a foreign language to me. And I'm like, I, I, I understand what you're trying to say. And and you don't even (laughs) need to feel like you need to explain that to me. But Danae, I think it's, To me, when you just said you don't know any other black female business owners, that to me is a problem in and of itself. Not not that you've done anything wrong to create this problem, but that's a problem because what I've done with this podcast is the goal is to get all these business owners on here, share their story, and then I connect them. 
And Mm -hmm. I'm going through my mind and I'm like, well, I don't even have that many for you to connect. And that's something that I've been going through and mulling over and and trying to figure out how to change that. And what is that problem? And, And why didn't I come across so many black female business owners or black male business owners? And in my mind, I kept thinking, well, I got into this vicious circle of, well, I would have business owners connect me with one another. And it was just white female after white female. I, that's why I didn't have a lot of guys in the podcast. And it's just, we get into this circle and we don't realize how much we would benefit by mixing together. But also at yeah. the same time, you need to have people you can relate to. And right. Shanika mentioned this and I said this to her, did you feel like when you would listen to my podcast, you didn't have anyone you could relate to? And she said, absolutely. And she told me, she's like, I kept thinking, you need to put some pepper in this podcast. <laughs> and yes, I'm like, I heard her oh, say like that. why didn't you tell me that? But like, I also get why you didn't tell me. But I think that coming out of this, you will be able to connect with more people and it will change your business. And, I, and I'm saying that as someone, I hope that happens. I hope it does change because right. I think it is problematic that it's not easy for you to just connect with other black female business owners through Instagram, like every other white female business owner will say. Because I was going to say that I probably would have, I probably would not have contacted you, like even if I came across your page and I would have said, no, you know, I doubt she'd be like interested in me. Yeah. Do you think that, I I know you're not going to speak for all black women or black males, but do you think that is a common thing that people think and say, I'm not going to reach out to her. She wouldn't have me on her podcast. Yeah, you know, um, I think that I've fallen victim of stereotypes and I've placed stereotypes on women mm-hmm. just through my experiences with other white women. There was a point in time where I was in an office at one of my old jobs and I was like literally the only black girl there and I felt it, you know, I, I, I just I just felt like these condescending or, you know, sneak, weird, borderline racist comments. And so it had tainted the image of a white woman to me, especially a white woman in power. Yeah. You know, like my boss, like I felt like she was racist. So I would have looked at your podcast, looked at you and would have said, yeah, you know what? I'm just gonna, you know, try to find someone that looks more like me or something like that. And then when I had this conversation with you, well, it was a very good conversation. Yeah. And even if we're from like two different worlds, you know, um, it was still, but I think like, that's not your fault. I think that's my fault for, you know, just like prejudging or something like that. I think that that's just something that we just, it's just in us, you know, you, you might've been scared to talk to me, you know, or, you know, vice versa. I think it goes both ways. You were my first person of color, period, I believe on the podcast. And then you were episode 30. So (laughs) there you go. And I think what you just said about how you would prejudge as well. I mean, if you prejudge someone and you can recognize the fact that you did it, I think that's a learning experience and that's a growing experience, especially right now. It's good and bad that everyone is going to second think everything they're doing. And hopefully we don't second think everything we're doing for the rest of our lives in that aspect, but we're doing it now so that we don't, so that we fix ourselves. And it's a growing experience and a learning experience. And I am I love that you were able to just tell me that because that helps me. If other (laughs) people feel that way, I can then make sure that I am the one reaching out to them and I am going to get them. And I did have a friend earlier this week say to me, you know, we've we've always tried to work with different business owners and they come to us and picking from that pool of people. There aren't really many people of color. So now hearing you say this, 
I'm wondering if this is something, I mean, Danae, what, what do you think about that? Do you think, oh, she wouldn't want to work with me? Cause you guys did you, I don't, was it you or Annie? Yeah. I'm not sure who reached out. Yeah. Annie was the one who reached out. So just speaking for myself, I probably be in the same boat as Tanisha where I was like, mm, no, it's okay. I'll just keep scrolling, you know, okay. and, can we all just um, stop doing that now? S- <laughs> no, but continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I would just feel more comfortable speaking to someone who looks like me just because I just assume it's all assumptions, yeah. right? Yeah. So I'm just assuming like, ah, she wouldn't want to talk to me. Like she said, like, that's my fault. You know, like I could be missing out on a, an yeah. incredible opportunity by mm-hmm. making those assumptions. I would like to think that there are other people who feel that way too. Well, clearly, I even, yeah. like, think about a dating site. Like I've gone on dating sites before and I would look through the guy's pictures and if I see he has like if, let's say it's a white guy mm-hmm. and then he has like a picture up and he's like you know hanging with a black guy I'm like oh okay well he likes black people <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. like so before I probably would have skipped over a guy that just looks like I don't know what you look like you don't like black women looks like I don't know what the face of that <laughs> looks like I would just like go through and I'm like eh, no he looks like he doesn't you know like I would <laughs> I don't know Stop. so it's like the same thing that I did okay. when I'm talking about so, okay well you know. let's clear the word like that t- i do like black women for the record and i'm i'm unfortunately if i give off that vibe that's clearly my fault and that sucks but no you didn't do that it's you. i'm putting that you. all on me that's okay. why i said i don't even know what someone what? who doesn't no? like black people look like <laughs> it's just like i just made it all up myself yeah But I love you for saying that. I I love you for being honest because it is a two-way street right now because I can't learn things if you don't say that to me and so that I can do my best to understand. Because like you keep saying, I'm not going to understand, but... I can at least try and get there. And if you never told me that, that ju- it just makes such a difference for me personally in this world of podcasting and finding guests. And I've been mulling over that for the last few days of my, when my friend said that to me about her business and people coming to her. And I'm like, maybe they they didn't want to come to me. Same thing, because that's how I've been getting people for this podcast. I'm grateful that it's just been like podcast pops up and people reach out to me. I mean, right there, that's, I guess white privilege right there and right i wouldn't have realized that before this week and thanks thankful i have people like you guys to help me get there you know you didn't come in here and be like well because of your white privilege you've had all these guests on your podcast but we've been able to have this conversation and i and i'm glad that we can show people who are listening to have the conversation because it will get you Mm -hmm. somewhere you don't have to approach a conversation so Tell me what it's like being black. You can just have these conversations. And I love you guys for this so much. So thank you because it helps me a lot. And I hope that it helps you in turn being able to also talk about it and and understand. Yeah. Yeah. Or not feel like even when you're having this conversation, like sometimes I feel like I don't want to like make up an excuse. Mm -hmm. Like I'm so afraid to pull the black card, but then sometimes it's like it is the black card. Right. But I don't want to say like, oh, it's because I'm black. And it's like, maybe it may have not been because you're black, but maybe it really was because you're black. It's like a very thin line for us, too, as black people, because sometimes it's really not that. But then sometimes it really is. So it's really hard to tell. Tanisha, you were mentioning earlier about talking to your friend about things that happen at work. And as a flight attendant, 
you, mm-hmm. like I said, you do see some of the crappiest people, even though they're normally traveling for good things. Um, but you see people from all over, all over different right. parts of the country. So what is it like for you as a black female in that world? Basically customer service face to face with people. Sometimes I meet really nice people. And then sometimes I meet people who are not so nice. And I think that I have experienced it. But like I said, sometimes I'm not sure. I'm like, are you just giving me a hard time? Because because I'm like, you know, um, because I'm black. I don't know, you know, like I and so I try not to pull the card so often. But, you know, sometimes things that people say uh, bothers me and they maybe didn't even mean Mm -hmm. it. You know, like sometimes people ask me, like, is that your real hair? And I'm like, well, there's a white woman that's right there with the same length hair. Would you have asked her? Right. That was like, do you but do you You say that? Because I want you to say that. (laughs) No, because it's like. (laughs) <laughs> or someone like, touching I don't want to pull okay. the black yeah or touching your hair I don't want to pull the black card maybe she really just wanted to know if that was my real hair yeah but I'm just like <laughs> why are you asking me that you know because like if I asked you that I don't think that how many people have asked you if that's your real hair maybe when it's hot no. pink I'll get asked that question <laughs> but it takes my hair being hot pink you know not blonde yeah so yeah it, it doesn't really happen. And same thing, Danae. I mean, the only time people touch my hair, again, is if it's hot pink. <laughs> so again, the extreme. Even then, yeah. it's like people don't do that. And I'm assuming, Danae, that has happened to you. Yeah, I mean, I work in corporate America. So there's a lot of situations and conversations and things that happen where you can't even say anything. That's the worst part. Mm -hmm. It's when you're in an environment where you like literally cannot even say anything. So I've had a situation where I was like, literally in a boardroom and my hair was straight, like straight down. And a woman walks in and she's like, oh my gosh before she even says what she's gonna say she put she puts her hands in my hair like rubs her hands through my hair and she's like your hair is so beautiful like what did you do is it yours and she just keeps going she asks like five questions back to back and i'm sitting here like i can't even like check you because i also don't want to have <laughs> that there's other people in the room right. and I don't want to, you know, this is also my job. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, how do you even navigate those situations where you're uncomfortable? I'm not an animal. I'm not your pet. Yeah. Don't put your hands in my hair. If we want to have a discussion. Okay. But just like Tanisha said, are you going to ask her the same question or are you going to ask me? And so it's just, it's hard to, it's it's situational mm-hmm. because I feel like if I wasn't in that room, I would have like called her out yeah. and not had a problem with it. But at the same time, it's like, this is my job. How do I navigate like saying the right thing? Well, so let me ask a dumb question to that. So if I change my hair at work, like if it's different, if I've been wearing it curly for like five days, and then I wear it straight. People are like, oh, my God, I love your hair when it's straight or something like that. Where is that line? Like if someone's complimenting your hair, is it the touch? Is it because I have I have no idea and I don't know if you can explain it to me but I'm genuinely trying to figure it out yeah I feel like if I do like if I were to do my hair differently and I'm aware that like tomorrow I'm going to come in with straight hair I'm going to expect someone to notice and give me a compliment yeah they better yeah like I just feel like if you say oh I love your hair looks so good okay that's fine like you know everything's good if you put your hands in my hair like it's it's when you touch are you going to walk up to someone and then like rub their back and say oh my gosh good morning like you're not gonna do that so why would you do that to me 
So for me, I just feel like as long as you're not touching me, if you're giving a compliment and it's like yeah, the touching thing is just, you know, weird. you look great. Yeah. But when you start touching, that's where I get uncomfortable because okay. I just wouldn't want anyone to touch me already. Right. You know, I just don't touch. me. Yeah, it's not too much to ask. I don't think this past week I've learned the word anti-racist. And as the both of you are telling me, you wouldn't say to someone maybe at work or on an airplane, if you're working, Tanisha, you wouldn't say, would you ask her that or don't touch me. So if I see this happen, if I am flying behind someone and I see a woman say to you, Tanisha, is that your real hair? Can I then (laughs) peek my head around to this person and be like, would you ask me that? Is that like... Is, does that qualify as anti-racist or is that then or is that just starting crap or would that put you in a weird position like what do, can I do that because I'm ready <laughs> um, I think <laughs> um, I think it's just how bold you are yeah. I mean I would stick up for someone okay. if I just didn't like something you know what I mean because I've seen people pull out phones and record other things you know what I mean and say things about that but when it's something that's like they don't really care about So I think it depends on you. Like if you cared enough to say like, hey, you know, like don't you you really shouldn't, you know, like have some respect. You know, she's at work. You know, I don't think that that would be, you know, the worst thing in the world. Okay. Yeah. It just depends on if you feel bold enough to say something like that. Yeah. And like Danae, in your situation, maybe not in the boardroom, but I'd like pop into an office, be like, hey, um, don't run your fingers through anyone's hair while we're while we're at it like don't don't do that so i yeah i'm ready i don't want it to happen to someone but like part of me is like i hope i'm there if it does because i'm gonna lose my mind probably so thank you yeah. for that because yeah i appreciate situ- you guys yeah i feel like it's situations i mean like we're laughing and joking about it but there might be people who listen to this and they're like oh my gosh i did that yeah. to someone and i had no idea that that's like not okay <laughs> But now they do. Yeah. I hope. Yeah. I hope so, too. I hope so, too. You know, and it's like even with when I wear braids, people always ask me like, oh, did United allow you to wear your hair in braids? And I'm like, well, who came up with what's professional versus what's not professional? You know, yeah, I came to work with my braids in. Right. What kind of question is that? Yeah. But I'm asked all the time. And you know what? What if you said no? I have to be honest. What if you're like, no, they didn't Uh let me. I'm just here breaking the rules. But it has happened. I know that some sort of law or something had happened where you can wear Afro to work because there are professional standards within companies and an Afro was not deemed professional and braids. I even had to ask like a friend. I'm like, did you ever wear braids to work? And she's like, yeah, I wore it. And I'm like, all right, cool. So I'm going to do it too. But like it just in, and so like, that's one of those hair things. And I think it is an underlying in my own opinion, racist thing because black people wear braids and all of a sudden yeah. it, it's just not professional in the in the workforce. It, and it's really true. Well, and a lot of those rules, this and this doesn't make it okay, but I think this is why these are rules that were made a very long time ago. And they've just kind of been on the list of rules for a company at the bottom maybe and just kind of hanging out there for no reason other than maybe they are trying to not trying to be racist but trying to put you at a disadvantage or things that that, i mean right there is systemic racism i mean and it's because it's been around forever and it's kind of been swept under the rug you don't really think about that rule of you can't have an afro you can't have braids but now we do and we freaking fix it yeah, and it's. Also, I really, I would hope so. 
Yeah. I feel like it also has a lot to do with who are the decision makers, mm-hmm. right? So, and one of the questions and like conversations I've had is like, who's making the decisions? Who is in the room? Who has a seat at the table? Are there even any people of color to begin with? Because if there were, maybe someone would have spoke up and said, hey, you know, this isn't right. You know, so it it sort of boils down to that, especially in companies um, where where like whether the board's making the decision, the executive leadership team's making the decision, who's in those meetings, who has a seat at the table. And that's where it's important to have people of color diversity. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, yes. Diversity and inclusion is like is so key. And I would hope that it, if a person of color says, hey, why, why do we have this role? The white person at the table says, uh, I actually have no idea. We should get rid of it and not like, no, we have to keep it. And I hope in this world, it's a lot of people not paying attention to that and not even thinking it's a role for my company. I can show up to work doing whatever I want. So we don't have <laughs> rules like that. And mm-hmm. if we did, I'm going to actually look into it because I'm very curious, but we don't, you know, we just have, if you're going on a business meeting, you have to wear something for our sales team, not for me, because if you're on air and radio, you're normally just a disaster, but that's, that's so different than the corporate world. And I hope that people hear this and think, do my, does my company have that rule? And I need to find out because everyone can access their dress code, which is bizarre to think that something that is a part of your culture would be a dress code. Right. It's just, yeah. But it's the it's really the truth. And like I remember having braids in and then going and then getting a job interview and I'm like, oh, all right, I'm gonna take these braids off. No. I've done it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, you just don't go with your braids. Like you kinda just wait till you have your job. Yeah, you probation. And then you can like <laughs> and then you can like, okay, yeah, I wear braids. Yeah. That's like that's how I felt about the whole thing with me showing my picture. It's like, no, let me secure this. Let's get these partnerships, you know, going. And then I can show my face. It's like, it's the same thing going into an interview. It's like, oh man, I got to straighten my hair. I can't wear my hair natural. You know, there's certain (laughs) things I just need to secure whatever it is that I'm trying to get. Mm -hmm. And then I can be my, you know, myself. And it's it's crazy that we have to think this way, but this is legitimately my reality. Yeah. And a lot of people's reality. And, And I believe you. I'm not sitting here going, Nope, you're lying. <laughs> I believe yeah. you, but I'm like, what is happening? Like, what is this world? Like, why? And and I think a lot of us will go, well, no, you'll talk to people who are older and they'll say they've been through that, right? Like, in my mind, I, I don't think that someone my age, like the two of you would experience that in today's world, but clearly you have. And I have seen both of you with a different hair than you have right now. Tanisha, I've seen you with braids. <laughs> uh, Danae, I've seen you with straight hair. And you're both yeah. beautiful all the ways. And Thank you. Thank you. I actually saw the interview, Tanisha, that you did with, is it Hustle School or School, school of Hustle? Sorry. And when yes, you had, because I think, I don't think when we chatted, do we have video chat? I know you didn't have braids. We had video chat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I saw I your hair. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. Her hair is beautiful like that. I literally watched that video today and I thought that. So the fact that you're saying that you have to take them out or sec- I, it's a part of who you are. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you guys do it because who am I to tell you that? But I, I, oh my God, I hope that you feel comfortable to be able to do it. Yeah, I think so too. And Shannon, the woman that interviewed me when I came in, I'm, I like almost apologized for my hair. I think in my mind, I was like, oh my God, I can't take it out because it was kind of like a last minute thing and I had already just put these braids in and they're not cheap. Yeah. And so I didn't want to take them out. And then as soon as I walked through the door, she's like, oh my God, I love your hair. And I'm like, 
Oh, thank you. Oh my God, because I almost took a match. She's like, what? Why? And I was like, I don't know, because we're going to be filming. There's reason to put braids in, because it's badass. <laughs> and I was like, okay, great. You know, as soon as I got in, you know, I felt more comfortable with yeah. the whole interview process instead of feeling like I was being judged, you know, or like looked at like, hmm, okay, blonde braids. Interesting, you know? Yeah. I think it's And I do think that people think like that. Definitely. I think it's interesting as I'm listening to you talk, it's interesting that speaking for myself, that I felt like my entire life, I've always had to sort of be uncomfortable to allow other people to be comfortable. Oof. So like the, the same situation you just explained where you're like, oh, I need to take this out. Oh, I need to do this because I want this other person to be comfortable is like story of my life. In <clears throat> other aspects, yeah. I'm sure, too, though, not just yeah, your hair. No, and everything. It's like, why do I have to be the person that has to feel uncomfortable in order for you to feel comfortable? And, and you know, throughout this whole movement, I've kind of really been thinking a lot about that and, and stepping into my truth and stepping into like being unapologetic. Like, no, I am who I am. And, and if you don't, you know, want to rock with me, then that's cool. But I shouldn't have to have to jeopardize who I am and who what I look like for your comfort. You know what's crazy is that we hear that often. Be yourself. Just be yourself. You know, if they don't love you, then it's their fault. Same thing when you hear gay people coming out. It's, right. you know, just be proud of who you are. But right. if you don't have a society that is actually going to back you, I mean, right. and you see it with Pride Month now. Like, Pride Month wasn't what it is a few years ago. People are, and I hate just making these comparisons right now, but people support the gay community so much more now. But what did it take? It took people understanding and talking. And I hope that this is changes now for you as yes. well. And it'll take people going, no, be you. Wear your hair however you want. Like, why wouldn't you wear your hair a certain way? It just yeah. doesn't make sense. And right. I mean, if a guy can show up to an, uh, an office with a mohawk or whatever the hell hairstyles that guys normally have, why can't you wear your natural hair why can't you put braids in your hair the fact that we're having this conversation to me is bizarre but i am grateful for you to have like that you're saying this to me because it will change the people who listen to this it really will and it's taking a lot i know for the two of you to be vulnerable right now i'm not ignoring that at all and i know i understand that you have to grow this thick skin and let things kind of like roll off of your, you know, roll off of your shoulder. Otherwise, you can be easily labeled like uh, aggressive or if you just keep on standing up for yourself. You know, it's like everything. If I really pointed out when I was working at my other job, if I really, really pointed out every little thing that was done that I knew was borderline racist or just, you know, blatantly racist, I would seem like this righteous person that's just like takes no crap and I don't want to be that I kind of just want to be like hey you know what you said wasn't cool or it made me feel this way and I don't want to become emotional I don't want to come right. I don't want to be you know like problematic or yeah but you know okay. always in some sort of conflict and yeah Ew, it's not me I'm just telling you this and then it just seems like that I it comes off that way and I get that because a lot of times we just talk about females overall have that same problem I like I'm problematic at work if I'm complaining about something but my co-host Anthony if he says it it's like oh okay cool it's it's exactly and I'm like excuse me I'm problematic it's so first of all it's a female problem but then you add on the fact that it's a black female it's it's another level for exactly. you guys 
yeah. exactly yeah it's i can just insane. sit here looking at the two of you being like i, I yeah i know welcome you know yeah. like, it's such a good conversation to like finally just like yeah have I, and just like put it out there like yeah and i feel relieved having this discussion and i feel yeah. and it's helpful that you're on this call too right because otherwise i would be like really so like scared. oh did i yeah i would feel like so oh shit, scared, did yeah. i say the, the right thing but it's like you're validating like everything you said you're saying i'm like i am with you like i get it like I, I can't agree more. <laughs> well, then, Danae, do you think now, because of having this conversation with Tanisha, do you feel a sense of, okay, I can be more of myself, or I can do this, I can show my face, and does also everything happening around us, do you feel that you do have a little bit more support, even if it's just a little, than we did maybe when we talked a few months ago? Mm, I don't think I do. Still scared. Still yeah, scared. like, it it's weird and it kind of goes back to what Tanisha was saying is like you still because you have we have our own people too it's not just it's not just white people Mm -hmm. like there are black people that will critique the heck out of you and it's like like why so I think I still don't feel that level of I mean I I feel yeah I I feel support from a personal level people that actually know me Mm -hmm. they know Danae they know who I am they know what I'm about. I feel support from those people, from people that don't know me, maybe just know the business. I don't I don't feel that support. I hope that you're wrong <laughs> in that yeah. sense that maybe you don't feel it and it's mm-hmm. but it is actually there. And this does change things. I know for me, I am finally looking at things with a different filter to be to try my hardest to understand what it's mm-hmm. like for you without Again, like I said, like going out of going up to the at the grocery store to someone and being like, so what's your life been like? Because that's not going to be the thing to do. And I hope people don't do that (laughs) to you guys. But just having this understanding that things may be different for you would be amazing. And saying what I said earlier about females in in the office, having managers who understand that, oh, wait, have I been treating this female differently because she expresses concern or she has emotions? Have I been thinking she's emotional, but just that's how she talks? Or in the way that managers over the last few years have been slowly adjusting in that sense, I hope that people have this awakening and think, oh, wait, is it different for them? Or have I been looking at this company differently because X, Y, Z? And it's going to be tough for people to realize that if they are. Mm -hmm. That's one of the hardest things I think for people is realizing that they've been wrong or Mm -hmm. they've been doing something wrong. And a lot of, that's why all the motions are coming out. That's why it's all happening. But when, when that happens to people in any sense, they grow. And I, I really, you guys, I, you will have my support forever. And I, and I promise, and I hope that you'll have the support of everyone on this podcast, no matter what you do, especially Danae, you going into a new world and doing new things. And I want people to support the, the new business, but both of you being in the corporate world, we had a woman, I want to ask your opinion on this. We had a woman call into our show this week and she said, I'm a black female. My company of 160 employees, my CEO has not released any statement at all on Black Lives Matter at all, what my company does uh, to support diversity, what it's going to do moving forward, nothing. Her question was, do I reach out to my CEO? So what do either of you think and what do you, has your company done something? What is your take on that? I think yes, but in the role that I have, I work closely with the CEO. So for me, it's not a, it's not a big deal. So I don't know that I could speak on 
any other situation, but it's interesting because I saw something, it kind of goes with what you're saying, but I read it and it was on LinkedIn and this woman was speaking about how the black people should not be writing the communication that it's going to go to the rest of the world to speak on behalf yeah. of a company that's run by a white person. Like, what does that feel like? How, that doesn't make put sense. Your, put yourself. Yeah. So it's interesting how like that conversation went and, and how people were commenting. And it was just like, it hit me so hard. Like, wow. Like sometimes we're put in these situations where we're speaking because maybe they don't know what to say. And, you know, and that could be true. But at the same time, like how painful is it for someone to have to do that and how it could be tough. And, you know, we have all these emotions. So, I mean, I think it's interesting, but in terms of answering your question about talking to the CEO or whoever the leadership is, I feel like you should. Tanisha, if you're bold enough, you know, if I have not noticed what United has said or done, but I don't think that I know for a fact that United has included a lot of diversity because now I see before what you, when I thought of a flight attendant, she was white, slender, and tall. And that was the image of yeah. what a flight attendant looked like. And now that's not, I'm a flight attendant and I'm far from that, you know? So like there has been some changes And I think that it's just deeply rooted. We have a lot of digging to do to get to the core, to get to where, you know, and I don't think that's something that we could ever, well, I'm not going to say that. I want to be positive. You just have to really be bold because we're not there yet. Correct. Mm -hmm. So you still want to be careful with writing into this company because what happens is, and what I've seen is when you cannot get in trouble for something, because I've worked in corporate. I worked for Progressive. I've worked for Chase. And I've noticed this pattern. And it's like, they'll get you for something else. And you don't want to be put in that position. You know, okay, they don't want to just outright fire you because you challenged the CEO. But now all of a sudden, yeah, one mistake. You better not be late. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. One mistake and you're out the door. And they're not going to say it was really because of you speaking out. But they're going to say, hey, yeah, you were late. So um gonna have to let you go and you have no argument behind that so if she's bold enough to go ahead and 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 go out there and you know put it out on a limb and say hey you know stand up for what's right a part of the reason why we are here where we are today is because people were not bold enough to stand out and say if they you know if you're right i'm sure back in the days of slavery there were some white people who were probably like that's not right but they didn't say anything mm-hmm. and that's why it just kept on going and that's why this whole thing where we're saying now your silence is basically you know what i mean yeah. it's basically not aiding to silence us, is aiding violence. to the it, other side it, it rhymes silence you can't forget violence. it but it's true yeah silence is violence so like for her i think that she should go out there but yeah. not everyone has it in them to be a revolutionary you know i don't i'm scared i'm still scared I'm still scared to even put my pay- my name on um, my face on my, my website. And it's kind of like the cat is kind of out the box now. Like, you know, <laughs> well, surprise everybody <laughs> after this episode. <laughs> um, well, I do want to tell you guys, I know the answer. She did email her CEO and, oh, good. and uh, she called back into the show and she said he actually hadn't because Arkansas, I said, do it. But are you going to be happy? Our question was, are you going to be happy after they've then put out a message? Are you still going to be mad at your company for not reacting? And it took you to respond. And she reached out and he had a very heartfelt message back from what I understand. And 
he said that he had something drafted, but he was stuck on what to say in some of the parts and he didn't know what to do. And then when he did send it out, she was like, it was everything I hoped. And she was very happy and it kind of restored her faith in the company. Now, not everyone's situation is going to be a fairy tale like that one. But I think you're right. If you're bold enough, and I think it is going to take a lot of people, white, black, no matter, male, female, everything being bold after this. And not everyone has to be, you know, Mm -hmm. because then no one's bold (laughs) if everyone's doing it. But it it will take those people. (laughs) And I think bold will also go hand in hand with being anti-racist, calling out your friends for making jokes or doing things or touching hair or making comments. It's going to have to be being bold and it's going to come from white people and also come from black people for you guys to make sure you're calling people out. And yeah. I've been uh, saying that it's okay to be called out. Shanika did it to me in the in the last episode when she said you should, you know, I was thinking you should have had do more pepper in your podcast or do your research. Yeah, with different things. And I think being called out as a part of adulting. And I had a conversation with my friend about that this week. Just because you're called out doesn't mean like, it's the end of the world for you or you you were wrong and grow from it. That's life. Right. It's okay. Right. I hope we don't attack each other when we're calling each other out, but having a conversation. Right. I can say that a million yeah. times, but I hope that people can. And one of the things that I want to end on is, Tanisha, in your episode with me, your original episode with me, we were talking about side hustles and how do people find what they do? And you said to me, you don't have to dig that deep. What do you love doing? And for you, you just loved painting your nails. And you launched a whole yeah. company out of it. And I cu- I started listening to a little bit of your episode and I heard that. And for me, I was like, I forgot she said that. And it's so true. So I today, I actually started making a list of the things that I love. And Good. because I've been trying to find something else or like, what can I do in the future? And I didn't know where to start. Right. So you... Because you told me that you only like to lay with your cats. Yeah. And how could you make See? money? <laughs> well, you know what's so funny? And I don't remember. And I love that you remember that because the number one thing on my list that I like is cats. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you saying that. You're like, how can I make money by laying at home with my cats? I'm like, hmm, okay, maybe we have to do just a little bit more deeper. A little bit more. Okay, fair. But... I, I love that exercise for people to do. What do you love doing? And I think that will help a lot of people. I think that's super inspiring. And I don't know if you've shared that publicly other than on the podcast, but your story, that story, I think you need to share from you and your company. And Danae, same thing with you. If you have stories about what your parents taught you about working hard, I know mm-hmm. it's so easy for me to be like, go do that, go share that. But people want to know your story. Now more than ever, they want to hear your story. They want to hear from you. They want to hear how you got to where you've gotten as a female, as a black female business owner with all the obstacles that have been in your way, because Mm. that's more inspiring than a lot of people's stories. Because the fact that you are scared to put your face next to your business and you haven't been using a voice and you've still become successful is huge. Now what's going to happen when you actually do that and share your story. And I'm excited to be along for that ride and say it. But what if it turns it all around? That was the whole point of hiding it. What if we lose followers? Remember, we just spoke about that. What if it's like, oh, because people are losing followers now. I've been going in the comments when I look at like, yeah, yeah. I drive a Jeep. I drive a Jeep Wrangler. And that is my badass. I never I don't want to be mad at um at Jeep. So I decided to go on their page to see, hmm, did they post the little black? And then I'm reading the comments and people are like, all lives matter. You know what? I'm out. I'm not. You know, and I'm like, <laughs> poor, like, <laughs> I'm just like. What if that happens to me? What if like now my 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 sales are rolling and everything works good and then boom I'm like, "Hey guys, checking mm-hmm. in. I'm Tanisha, I'm the owner." And people are like, "You know what? No. I'm out." 
I, I don't I don't have an answer for that. I don't have a what if it backfires. I don't have that answer for you. That drives me nuts that it could happen. It I lost followers when mm-hmm. I started speaking out. And oh, really, See? I don't I don't have a product that I'm selling on Instagram. So it's easy for me to say, fuck them. Mm-hmm. What I did say is the people who left are the people who need to hear these messages. And that's the problem <laughs> because you're just yeah. and it's you're saying and you're staying with like minded people, people who are like you. And I saw a lot of people this week saying, like, how many black females or black business owners or black people overall do you follow on Instagram? What does your feed look like? And I was like, yeah, I'm I just I'm part of that problem. And once you start following different people, I mean, in like four days, I was like, I have learned so much. Granted, we're all trying to learn things right now, but and we have this world of social media. Right. And, and you run your companies off of it. I don't want to say you have to be willing to lose people to gain people because it's but your you livelihood. But it is true. If everyone is like, screw it, I'm not buying nail polish from Tanisha anymore anymore because she's black. I mean, that is absolutely absurd. And I, and I, I can't see that happening. I can't see people saying I'm not I'm not buying dog treats because part of the business is owned by a black female. Now, as I say that to you. You can easily say that's because you have white privilege and you can say that and you don't understand it. And I know you can say that to me and you're right. But holy fuck, I hope something it comes out of this right now. People are hearing it and people are seeing this movement that we do need to make sure we are helping and supporting more than ever because you have gone through so much and you've been scared to show your faces. And I feel like I'm just like yelling at the two of you right now because I want you to be <laughs> bold and do those things. And I'm like, this podcast is turning to me yelling go at you. I'm going to my website next month and say, did she put her picture out? I'm gonna. <laughs> like, I, really, I'm gonna I am it. too. <laughs> you know, I don't think it's about the people like on a large scale. Okay. I'm looking at the people on a small scale. I'm looking at mm-hmm. the companies that I want to target because I know that placement in department stores comes with trust from the general public. And those are the people that I'm afraid because I want the product to speak for itself. Not so much the followers, but the people who are in power or the people who have the ability to bring me from point A to point B if they find out that I will lose that opportunity. Do you Mm -hmm. think now that companies are releasing messages, are saying that they are going to be more diverse, do you? If the action actually happens, right, if they actually do that, do you think that does change things for you if you are trying to get in a department store? Yes. I mean, I hate to, like, leverage it, but I'm like, I have to take advantage of this momentum right now. And I have to reach out and say, you know, hey, XYZ, huge corporation. I'm a black woman. I have a phenomenal product. Not only am I a black woman, but I have a phenomenal product and I really feel like my company aligns with your company and we would be a great fit, you know, because at the same time, I'm not begging for a spot. I'm not asking for a pity party. I'm more so saying that I deserve a seat at this table. Yes. But at the same time, I'm also saying, let me, I need to correct you there. You've earned a seat at that table. You a hundred percent have. You've worked your ass I've off. I've done the footwork exactly. Yes. You yeah. know, and I've done every single thing that I needed to do. And I, you know, I feel more confident to to do that now. Before I didn't feel confident to say I earned this seat at the table. I deserve it. I I should be here. I'm not asking for a, a, a favor. I'm not asking for a handout. I'm saying I have something that I think you need too. You know, you're, yeah, you know, yeah. whatever store it is, whatever department store it is, whatever pharmacy it is. I've seen other brands in there. I know that my product is just as good or I'm going to toot my own horn better before I would be scared. But now I'm kind of like, 
a little bit more inclined to Good. send that email that Good. I've been holding on to. Yeah. Well, you guys, I love the both of you so much. Now more than ever that you got <laughs> you got real with me. We didn't just talk about starting your business and your logo and your nail polish cap and the ingredients <laughs> and your... <laughs> the dog biscuits like we actually had a real conversation and thank you guys for doing that for me for the people who listen to this podcast for opening my mind up even more and being real with me and I'm so proud to know the two of you and you are strong you. women you are strong black women you are strong black female business owners you are all of these things and I I can't wait for the world to finally also see that too thank you sorry that it took this long for people to, to realize that and yeah. I'm here and I'm, I'm ready to support you guys more than ever. And I can't wait to, for everyone to hear your story. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Carla. Thank you so much for being here and listening to Side Hustlers. You can support Tanisha at lawbeautyessentials.com. And you can support Danae at barkobite.com and danaetravels.com. You can also check out each of their individual episodes of Side Hustlers. I put all the links of everything I just said below in the description of this podcast to make it super easy. You've also got their social media handles there as well. Please support these women and anyone who has been on this podcast. I appreciate you doing that and helping out small business owners of any kind. And I hope that this episode and last week's episode inspires you to have uncomfortable conversations with people in your life, no matter their skin color. I know over the last few weeks, I've had so many conversations with people at work, in my family, my friends, and it's helped us all learn so much. Now, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, I suggest going back and doing that, checking out the episode with Kita and Shanika because they're incredible as well. Please reach out to me if you've got anyone you think should be on Side Hustlers. You can do that. It's sidehustlerspodcast at gmail.com. My name is Carla Marie. This podcast has been produced by Houston. And until next week, keep hustling and be a good human. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, 
or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.